In this episode of Man vs. Marriage, men, gather your wives. It's time for a prolific message by a special guest. You don't want to miss it. I guess you can listen first, and then you can get her a copy of this show. All right, we'll be right back. Q-Dog in the Moran Family Studio with my lovely wife, Jeannie Moran. Honey, say whatever you want. Almost whatever you want. Oh, I just got censored. I mean, I guess you can say whatever <laughs> whatever you want. It's whatever e, I want. E for explicit. How's that? Probably so. Okay. Well, thanks for not doing that. Um, anyway, we're here today and we've got a... I was half joking, but really not joking. We've got a great show for you today. Um, it's a show that is very inspiring to me, the message. It actually makes me aspire to be somebody better. And uh, we do have a special guest for you, and that special guest is my wife. So Goober. I wouldn't say you're a goober. but I uh, say you're a goober. No, no, that's not the truth. That's semi-true. With that being said, make sure that you reach out to us on the email, Quincy at MVSMPodcast.com. That's Q-U-I-N-C-Y at MVSMPodcast.com. Please rate the show. Deeply, deeply appreciate that. We have a bunch of five-star ratings and one two-star rating. I wish whoever did that two-star rating would tell me why, um, because I'd be interested to know. Anyway, let's... Let's get into this episode and talk about, I've got some questions prepared for you, honey, so that, uh, so that you can help us. But I, you know, I, I get to, I get to ask you some great questions and I get to propose this question to our audience and ask if they, if they have ever felt this way or their wife has ever expressed that she has felt this way because I myself have felt like I don't matter or I'm not good enough. And, you know, spent the better part of uh, of a decade or so working through that. And so I want you to share with us a little bit about what we are going to talk about today. And then I've got some questions for you. So, honey, I'm going to give you the microphone. Well, I don't think we ever actually stop battling with whether or not we're enough. I think we still... Um, take failures and disappointments and um, we turn them in on ourselves. You know, why did that happen? Did I not do this? Did I not do that? And we kind of start beating ourselves up, even though we know we've done everything we possibly could have in a situation. We've given everything we could have um, of ourselves, of our finances, whatever the case may be. And we still kind of take it as a personal hit. And um, I think, I still think a lot of it comes from um, that limiting belief about yourself, something that's kind of stuck with you since you were little or, you know, a memory that kind of maybe sideswiped you a little bit and um, caused you to question yourself. Because when you first come into this world, you don't have those issues. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we don't know that we're not living up to somebody's potential. We don't know that we feel 
um, you know, that we're going to fail at something. We don't know that we're going to be rejected for something. When you're a kid, you just do. I mean, you, you go balls to the wall, basically, and just have a good time. You don't care. And as we get older and we start being shaped by the people around us, and it's not a dig at parents because we're parents. We know we've, we've made mistakes. Um, sometimes I think we take some of the things that happen to us or that are said to us, and it just roots itself. And yeah. It, and it kind of becomes part of your personality. And now it's the, the thing that you use to gauge yourself in everything that you do, you know, um, for me, it was, I didn't matter. I wasn't wanted and, um, I didn't fit no matter what I did, no matter who I was with, I just couldn't fit. And, um, I mean, it's so much so even into my church life growing up, it's like, I just, I, I didn't buy into everything that I was being taught and I could never figure out why. And it bothered me because, you know, you're being taught these things. These are people that I've trusted. I've loved my whole life. I've known them since I was a little girl. I don't think they're lying to me, but yet something just doesn't fit. Mm-hmm. And um, it, I struggled for a long time trying to figure out if I ever would fit. I mean, even with you and me, it was it was contention in the beginning of our marriage because I didn't feel like I was going to fit this mold of what I thought you thought a wife was going to be. And, um, thank God we figured that out because that could have been really ugly. Um, so I just really started, I don't know. I, I kind of took it to heart for everything that I did. I started feeling like I was a failure in everything, you know, raising the kids, not keeping the house clean, being a housewife, taking care of you, um, our finances. I still struggle in that one. Um, you know, just anything that I put my hands to, I just didn't feel like, I was going to be enough of what everybody wanted. When we did the uh, 501c3, I was constantly kicking myself because, but I, I, the mistake I was making is I was comparing myself to others that I was seeing who have maybe been doing something for years. Mm-hmm. I mean, I love Ron to death. One of my most favorite people in the world. And I would compare us to him and we were just starting out and they were freaking huge. They've been doing it for 20 years. So I think um, I just didn't feel like I was going to be able to make the impact that everybody else did because there's all these other charities. There's all these other people that do similar things. And I just couldn't figure out what my part was going to be. You know, how am I going to be big enough to make a difference? And um, sadly, it kind of stems over to everything for me. It really, it really does. It really does. For Not just for you. Yeah. For... I would say for all of us, not that I have the right to speak for all humanity, you just come, it, it comes, it comes across in such a way where you talk about the things that you believe by the, the people, you know, in your life who influence you, whether it's parents or grandparents, siblings, etc. Mm-hmm. But there's also society and how society kind of impacts what you believe. And then when you, it's almost like when you get, when it's slightly tainted, um, it kind of contaminates the whole system and you start to shape your view. And no matter what people tell you, you can't seem to get free of something, of that voice in your mind that's constantly telling you the lies that you believe. Mm-hmm. Well, and I, it's funny because I figured out how to help other people get through it. I figured out how to help other people be encouraged and feel better about it, even to the point of our kids. I had um, 
for years in, in, um, our house, I would have a sign. I had a, a black metal sign that says you are enough. And I, I put it right by the front door. So every time the kids went to school, every time you left for work, every time I went somewhere, it was there. And if the kids start harping on themselves, um, you know, their, their own negative speak or their own, um, dialogue that, you know, I, I'm not going to be fast enough. So I'm just not going to get upset about it. It's like, who told you you're not going to be fast enough? Who told you you can't get your times down? So I, I learned how to encourage other people. I just didn't figure out how to do it for myself. And, um, and this past year, we went to go visit with my sister and my mom and um, my brother-in-law, my dad, and you and I were kind of just, it was just a getaway. I, I just needed a breather. And um, for whatever reason, I didn't know what I was going to get tattooed. I hadn't made up my mind yet. And the night before, um, I remember I was getting frustrated. I don't remember what Jamie and I were talking about. I just remember um, feeling like I, I was failing at something. And that night, I was like, no, I'm, I'm, I'm not failing at this. I'm enough. I, everything I do, I'm enough. I, why am I having such a hard time just accepting if I've done everything that I can and I'm not pulling back? Why can't I just accept that my enough is, is enough? What I'm doing, my efforts, is enough. And if it doesn't change anything, if it doesn't make an impact, that's not on me. I did everything I possibly could. And so I actually got it tattooed across my wrist. Um, what it meant to me was a little different. I, I started really kind of um, digging deep in it with my prayer. And, and before I even put it on my skin, I'm like, why, why is this bugging me so much? And... Um, you know, all these questions started coming up. Did I do enough? Have I been there enough? Have I helped enough? Have I given enough? Did I put everything I had out on the table for any situation? And it's like, yeah, I don't, I don't pull short. I don't pull short with my kids. I don't pull short with you. I don't pull short with the people that um, I'm trying to help or work with. I put everything out there. And if I get squashed and beat up for it or hurt, then okay. But I did my part. And, um, I just started, you know, kind of looking at basically putting my money where my mouth is. Do I believe that God is enough or not? Because if I believe that he's enough and I believe that I've accepted him and I've, I've accepted Christ as my savior, then I have to believe that the person who lives with I, w within me is enough. Mm -hmm. And if he's in me and I truly believe this, then that makes me enough. And, um, it was, it was a hard concept to take at first because, you know, you, you battle with yourself because this is, you know, I'm comparing myself, which I'm, I, if I get backlash, I'm going to get backlash on it. But I, I do, it's not me comparing myself to Jesus. It's me comparing myself to me with Jesus working in me. If I believe that he was enough to do what he did to impact my life. Mm -hmm. And I truly honestly believe who he is and what he is. And now I've accepted that to live inside of me. Then I have to accept that what I have is enough. Mm -hmm. Now, whether or not I choose to use it is a very different concept or a different idea. But, um, I started getting frustrated and I started looking at other pieces of it. It's like, you know, there's enough. If, if I've pushed myself and I have done everything I possibly can, and I'm still not getting the outcome, but I've done my part, 
then I need to step back and I need to let God take over and do what he's going to do. Or I need to step back and let you step into whatever the situation is. It's a knowing of, I have put everything out there. And if the situation hasn't changed or the person that I'm working with isn't changing, then I've done my part and I need to accept that maybe this is my time to step out. It's like um, in, in a job situation when you're frustrated and you just can't figure out why I don't like it here anymore. I'm doing everything I can. I'm putting everything into it. I'm, I'm loving the people. I'm working with the people. I'm doing everything. And you still feel like this just isn't it. And nothing's changing. Well, maybe it's enough. Maybe you've had enough and now it's time to take a step back and reevaluate a situation. Mm-hmm. It's a gauge for me. Enough for me is a gauge. It's, it's a, um, you know, it, it's more about me knowing when I've done enough, first accepting that I am enough. No matter what I'm stepping into, I have whatever it takes to step into whatever it is that I am feeling pulled to. Otherwise, I wouldn't feel pulled to it. Yeah. It's knowing that I have put every ounce of everything I can, everything that I am into what I'm doing, and there's nothing else I can give. If, if I had it, I would give more. But if there's nothing else for me to give, then I've done enough. I've done my part. And I think that's really hard for everybody to accept in certain situations because you just want to do so much more. But there's nothing more for you to do. You know, the third one is looking at a situation and realizing, have I had enough? Like, have I done everything and nothing's changing? And am I at a point where, I, you know what? I just, I can't make a difference. It's not going to adjust. Maybe it's my turn to make an adjustment. And step back and let someone else step up and maybe I need to be doing something else. And the last one is there is enough anger and hate and confusion and stupidity and all these dividing things amongst the world. There's enough of that. I don't need to add to it. Mm -hmm. I don't need to force my opinion on somebody. I don't need to tell you you're wrong. I don't need to come out and prove why I'm right. I... There's so much of that crap going on. What benefit is it if I add to it? What what benefit do I have or offer anybody if I'm constantly hammering at why you're wrong or why this is stupid? Does it mean I don't have an opinion? Of course not. Of course I have an opinion. But do I always have to put it out there? No. Do I have to be combative about it and make the situation worse? No. We're all divided already. What the hell difference is it going to make if I keep pushing that agenda when I know it's not the agenda that God has for me? It's not what he wants. Mm -hmm. All it's going to do is make things worse for me and for those around me. Not to mention, what example does it set for my kids? I don't want them learning to be like everybody else. I want them to be Mm themselves and be original. As hard as that may be in this world, I still think it's true. So that's kind of where everything stemmed from but what brought me there was um how hard I was on myself in our marriage how hard I was on myself with with raising our kids I mean I I take it and look at some things and I realize I used it as an excuse for years yeah Mm -hmm. we have eight kids I have a reason to be frustrated I have a reason to feel tired I have a reason to be xyz but I still have eight kids I still have a responsibility to be their mother and 
I was so frustrated with what I couldn't do. There was no way when they were babies that I could get the laundry all done in a day. No. There was just no way. There was no way that I could, I, I could focus on a room for the day. And I could focus on taking care of them. But I could not focus on the laundry, the dishes, the living room, the kids, the baths, the dinners, the meals, the food prepping, and maintaining my own sanity in a 24-hour period. I didn't have enough energy to do it. I wasn't capable. But for what I was able to do, I had enough to do it. I just didn't know that, you know, it's okay to say, Quincy, I can't do all this by myself and I need you to step up or... I didn't like calling people and saying, I can't, I can't manage this. I need somebody to come in and help. Just watch the kids for me so that I can focus on something. I hated that I had to do that. I felt like I should be able to do it all. And I couldn't. And I think that's, that's where a lot of my um, coming down on myself came from. And then in the past year or so, gradually it's been like, no, I'm, I'm doing everything that I can. I'm putting in everything I possibly can. And if I'm not, there are five people in my life that have my permission to call me out on it and go, nah, I call bullshit. You're not doing enough. You could have done X, Y, Z or question, you know, what about this? Could you have done this? And it, it, I don't like it. <laughs> I push back on it. But if it's true, I own it. And I go back and I, I make amends to it. So that's kind of where enough came from. Yeah, I think it I think it can touch every aspect of of your life and you talk about and I'm I'm guilty of what I'm about to say myself which is we endeavor to teach our kids the best based on our experience and our knowledge and when you're te- when you are teaching somebody something that you don't believe for yourself it doesn't stick. How how truly impactful can it be? Now people now your children will, will remember your words, but I have I have this deep held belief that the best advice <clears throat> is to just be the example. Mm-hmm. And that's allowing your actions, which no, it's just allowing your actions to speak. Your words will complement your actions. And we've discussed, you know, many of these particular topics and, you know, where we did use some of these things in our life as an excuse. But that hasn't enough moment, too, because I've had enough of using these excuses Mm -hmm. or hiding behind these particular situations. And however it comes about, I mean, we as we as human beings do what we see, especially in those really, really formative years of our life. And then we take we take those moments and we see our life through those lenses uh, unless we address them, mm-hmm. unless they get exposed. And I, you know, I had my enough moment kind of going through, uh, I'm not going to say it was an enough moment. I'm saying at the time, now, with you bringing this to us, it wasn't enough moment because, and I, you know, just reading that Julia Gulia book, going back and saying, what is this, what is this long-held lie that I have believed to say that 
I believe deep down that I don't matter and I'm not good enough. So I need to prove that to everyone Mm -hmm. by overcompensating and being a people pleaser. And I think, you know, what we learned is that if you're operating in your zone of genius, it's great. But if you overextend that, it now becomes a weakness. And that weakness can really do some damage to you in your life. And so I was able to narrow it down to the, you know, the moment where it kind of all began. Mm-hmm. And it exposed, it just exposed it to me. And so, you know, I've, over the past year, I have begun to see these excuses that I am, that I am living in my life, these these limiting beliefs, as Julia Gulley would say, or these long-seated lies that I have believed about myself. And it came to the point where I had to have an enough moment for myself. Mm-hmm. So it's like, enough, this is over. Or enough, yes, I do have enough to do A, B, or C. Or yes, I am enough. Or yes, I matter enough. Mm-hmm. And so it's it's really something it's really something that we can use, that we can embrace and empower our lives as a buzzword. Well, I it's funny because this hit me it's been about a year now, I think. And um, just before Christmas I was doing the Julia Gentry book and I was reading through um, Dream I Dare You and you know, I got to the memory part and, you know, your limiting belief. And, and when that came back to me, it was like, it hurt. But then it was funny because instead of having that moment where, you know, I know who said it, I know why it was said, I know when it was said, I know what it felt like. And a typical reaction for me is to get pissed and um, I would retaliate normally. And I didn't this time. For whatever reason, as I was going through it, enough hit me. I was like, no, 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 Remember this. And I actually got the full understanding of what enough is mm-hmm. and what it means to me. And um, it hit me so hard that I that's when I called and um, got a hold of a family member and said, I need you to make these shirts. And at first, it was like, I just want one for myself. I just, I just want something for myself and my sister because we have the matching tattoos and it would be important to us. And um, then it grew and it was like, no, no, no. I want my girls to have this. Mm-hmm. I want my girls to have this. So I bought them some for Christmas and um, I got one for my mom. And there were a couple of people that I am really close to that um, that just sat on my heart that this would impact them. If they understood the meaning behind it, it would impact them. And so... Um, I made shirts for several people and I printed up the concept of what enough means to me and, and what the, I guess, revelation of it was for myself. And I sent, I didn't, I didn't tell them, I didn't give them any clue as to, you know, what it was for. I just typed it up, put it in a box and sent it with the shirt. And, um, when I got the text, from a friend of ours in California, and she was like, hey, did you write this? Well, yeah, I, ha- I had some help. I mean, it was an inspired <coughs> writing, but yeah, yeah. I, I had some help. And um, 
given everything she had gone through in this past year, um, one of her kids is going through a, a, an identity issue, and um, it was just really hard for them. You know, there's a lot of medical going on there, and um, it just, it, it tore her down big time. You know, because you feel, when your kids go through something big like that, you, you feel like you failed somewhere. Or, you know, was there, there a moment I missed that uh, an opportunity that I could have impacted this? And um, she said the, the message that came with the shirt just basically knocked her on her ass. And she said, but it was the perfect moment for her to hear it and to realize that, you know, it, she's a, a, a believer as well. So for her, it was like, it just shut down the voices real quick. Mm-hmm. And it allowed her to just hear one voice and allowed her to focus on just the one voice. And so, um, you know, those, those kind of moments are the things that I like the most like that. It's not a me impact. It's a, um, I was used to do something good. Not, not, I'm not expecting anything out of it. I, I don't, I don't like, I don't do well with accolades. I really don't. I mean, I need them. I'm not going to lie. I like to hear that, you know, you appreciate me and things like that. But it's really hard for me to accept those things from people. And so it, it, I think that one was one that was just like, I, I was really happy that something so simple was so impactful for somebody who really needed it in the moment. Um, I, I just... I don't know. This this one, when it finally came to fruition this year, it was like, okay, this is something we need to do. This is something that we need to get out there. I don't know what it looks like. I don't I don't know what it's going to entail. Um, but it's definitely, for lack of a better word, a movement that's coming somehow. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's very timely just because in today's current culture, there's so much driven by confusion like the the simplest things in humanity people are confusing and acting as if they don't know what the answer is to things that are very simple and so the deeper you drive people into confusion um the more despair they they become the the more despair they operate in like mm-hmm. and you never know the silent conversation going on in other people's lives. You just don't know. We all have a silent story playing in our mind that we're reading over and over again. And, you know, in the Christian faith sometimes, depending on what part, what church, what denomination you grow up in, you know, you can either, you can be on one side of of the story where humanity is absolute garbage and you can be on the other side where you know humanity is Accepted, great period. great and can do nothing wrong yeah and so you know there's a there's some things that I'm learning that have start have started to come into play before you know this concept that you have is fully formed and it complements it very well and I'm excited about what what this is going to do because this is not something that you say this is something now 
that you believe. Mm-hmm. It is a part of you. And I'm, I'm working on the difference in knowing something and believing something. Well, and what's awesome for me now is, is understanding what enough means to me is also helping me decide, you know, because for me, enough is like, it, it helps me to look at what are my skills. And in those skills, I am enough for who I am. Now, does that mean that I stop learning or that I don't grow? Absolutely not. I continue to grow in those areas, but those are the areas that I am led to grow in. Those are the things that I feel drawn to. Um, but it also helps me to look at things like when, when someone asks us, hey, do you think you could do this? And I have to look at you know, my situation and say, okay, this is what I have on my plate. And this is what I'm working towards for myself. And this is what I'm working towards with the family. And this is where we're at with business. And all of these things encompassed and say, okay, I have enough on my plate for the amount of me that I can offer. Mm -hmm. And so I start to build boundaries around that. And I'm able to say, without feeling like a jerk, I can't do this for you. And And I'm really sorry that I can't, but this is what I have committed to. And that commitment hasn't changed. And right now I need to be in a place where I am enough. I believe I'm enough. And if I overextend myself into something else, I'm going to shortchange something over here. And it's not about um, how it's going to affect just me, but it will play on my mind that, I, you know what, I didn't give enough on this side. Why? Because I gave too much on this side. Mm-hmm. I didn't balance myself to know what is enough and what is not, what is acceptable for me and what is not. I'm not, um, I'm learning to draw my boundaries a little different based on what it's going to do to me mentally and emotionally. If I take on something and I know that I don't have enough space for it, but I take it on anyway because I feel obligated or maybe, you know, I feel guilty that somebody needs something and I just want to do that but it short changes somewhere else. That's where my old thoughts start coming in because I fell short somewhere. And did I do enough? Am I enough? Did I work enough? Did I, was I there enough? All these questions come back up and it's like, wait a minute. I overextended so that I couldn't give enough on this end. Mm -hmm. It wasn't about me personally not having enough. It was about me overextending what I had and shortchanging what my focus should have been. So it's, it's got so many different aspects to it for me um, that it, it's, it's helping me kind of reshape how I do things and um, where I do things. And, and I'm, I'm not even going to lie to you. I do feel like an a-hole when I have to tell people, I, you know what, I can't. And it's not about not wanting to. It's about this is the commitment I'm in. And I have these many things on that plate. And that plate is where my enough encompasses. That, that's all my enough can fit for now. And um, it's really, for me, it's freeing. At the same time, it brings contention. <laughs> because you're, you're owning who you are and what you can and can do. Well, the, I think one thing that I appreciate about life and it's when you when you declare something or when you embrace a mindset 
life will come and challenge you. Oh, yeah. And I'll tell you that I think all too often we look at that as a negative. And I look at it and I go, this is great. It's great because it will either reinforce what it is that I believe to my core. And it will, yeah, it'll strengthen me so that I move forward in confidence or it will expose a weakness in my belief system. And I will have to, if I choose to, go and rectify that. Like go and, and review what it is. I will go and I will look at it in the mirror and say, okay, I thought I believed this. And I didn't fully embrace it. It was just words at that point. And, and sometimes you have to start out with just words until you fully get the concept of a of a principle or of like what I call like redefining your your philosophy in life. It's only until life challenges you that you really know what it is you believe. Mm-hmm. I'll give you this example. I never knew what I would do. I, I knew what I thought I would do if our house got broken into. But it wasn't until we thought we were getting broken into that I know what I would do. Mm-hmm. And before, before I ever had a thought, I was gone to the, you know, to the choke point of the house to defend it at all costs. Mm-hmm. And I, before I knew it, I was standing there. It was instinctual to me. But I would not have ever known that. I would have, I have, I would have said that, but I wouldn't have known that until life tested me. Thank God, <laughs> it was a ceiling fan like that fell the the and crashed and set off the alarm. But that's the only way. If you look at these challenges in life as if they are are a plus, you can appreciate them because those become opportunities to solidify what you believe. Mm-hmm. Or opportunities to grow personally. I think nobody says it, nobody says it better than Ed Milet that things are not happening to you in life, they're happening for you in life. And I've seen him on kind of on the inside because I'm working through his program. And this man believes what he says. Obviously, there are monetary results you can look at, but he believes what he says. And we don't share a lot about our Christian faith on the podcast because this is about marriage and life. But I'll tell you, um, it, it is, it's more apparent to me than ever that God truly wants people to know this about their life. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean that you'll remain where you are Life is a journey, and there's a path that you need to walk down. But there's no, there's no reason to stay where you're at or to turn around and walk back from where you came. Everything that is good for your life is in front of you. Know that you are enough, that you have what you need to move forward. The excuses in your mind are lies that you are telling yourself. And now it's time to actually embrace and believe something different. And if you're religious or spiritual or whatever, 
this is something that can be imparted into you and can become a part of you as a human being. And it will transform your life. It's so incredible once the excuses in the, in, in the corporate world that they call removing the debris off the runway. It's incredible what can happen. I had my enough moment. And it happened last year with my cousin. And me saying, you know, me identifying that I needed to recalibrate my credibility in order to go out and speak to men in marriages because my my line of credibility was how much money I made. And I'm like, nobody wants to hear from me. Who would want to hear from me? I'm not a millionaire. And the next day, my cousin called and she said, hey, I was praying for you in that situation. And she said, where would Jesus have been if he relied upon his bank account to be his credibility. And that put the ax to the root immediately. <laughs> because how could I respond to that? Yeah. And I was like, wow. That was one of my enough moments. Mm -hmm. And it completely dispelled the lie that I had been be believing that I was not enough. Mm -hmm. And why am I enough? Because I have enough inside of me. Well, and here's, here's how I see this. Um, when something like that comes up and it's, you know, because I battle with it. I'm not even going to lie to you. I'm, I'm looking at doing um, the wife side of man versus marriage and what does that look like. And, you know, um, when I, the thought first came to me, I was like, well, who is going to listen to what I have to say? I've got a lot going on right now. So, you know, it's like I, I'm eight kids. Not everybody has eight kids. I have twins and triplets. Not everybody has twins and triplets. Like all these things just kept coming up to me. Like I'm not going to fit the box that is parenting or, you know, wife status. Whatever it was, it was, it was eating the crap out of me. And it was just like, but instead of arguing with myself on what I couldn't do and why I couldn't do it, it's like, but what have I done? What have I done? And how many people could benefit from what I've done? and who I am, and how I've done it, and what helped me do it. And now it's like, uh, that's how I test everything. It's like, but, but what do I have? What do I have? And what I do have is enough of who I am, and what I know, and how I love to learn, my ability to approach things and to take things on. Do I always have the right methods? No. <laughs> but I'm willing to learn, and that's the beauty of it. I love to learn, so I, I really believe that life throws those things at me on purpose because yeah. I love to learn. Mm -hmm. School of Hard Knocks isn't the best place to learn it, but it happens. I just really think that calibrating things and saying, okay, what's my enough in this? So to kind of, I'll just give you the base of what this is. Enough to me is a word that has multiple meanings. There's four things. One, it's a reminder. Two, it's a question. Three, it's a statement. Four, it's a command. The reminder is, I believe that the one who created me and died for me lives inside of me, which means if I truly believe that that's who he is and what he did was enough for me, then I have enough inside of me to go against whatever life throws in my yes. direction. I have enough to become what is needed with what's presented to me. 
in my path and my position. Um, I believe that I'm smart enough, I'm strong enough, I'm brave enough. Whatever it is that faces me, I am enough of those things. I just have to believe it and accept and ask. Show me. Put, put me in this and show me what it is that I need to flow in in this and let's, let's make it happen. Um, the questions are, did I do enough? Did I try hard enough? Have I loved enough? Did I give enough? Do I encourage enough? Am I embracing enough? Was I generous enough? Am I there enough? That's a big one. Not there as in just standing there, but present there present is a the big moment. deal. Intentional. <clears throat> um, have I had enough? Am I in a situation that, that I've done absolutely everything and I have given all I've got? Have I had enough? Is it time to do something different? When you get to that point, that's when you know it's time to step back and let someone else take over. You, you have given everything you've got. Step back. Let someone else step in and take over. Um, the statement is, is pretty simple. There's enough division, hate, arrogance, idiocy, however you want to look at it. There are so many things in this world that we have enough of. What we don't have enough of is the command to love, to encourage, to help, to be kind, to be the need, to fill a need, to take the presence that's necessary in a moment and fill it. Be what's there, what needs to happen. It, it's so subtle and so simple sometimes. It's as simple as somebody on the street needs to eat. Take them a sandwich, drop it off, walk away. You don't need an attaboy for it. Just do it. You're enough for that person, for that one meal, for that moment. That's all it is. You know, if, if somebody needs a hug, go give them a hug. It, it's being what is needed. If someone needs a reality check, now take a step back, make sure this is where you have permission. Don't just go in and give a reality check because y'all two by fours don't feel good. But it's those moments. If you are that mentor in someone's life, if you are that parent in someone's life, if you are that person and you see something coming or something going on, go be that person to help mentor them. Go do what it is you committed to do. That's what it is. It's being enough. I agree. And I got to tell you, as you were, as you were reading that and you were speaking that, um, I can feel the essence like pouring out of you. I could feel it in this room. I'm sparkly. You are sparkly. <laughs> it was great. Um, and I appreciate you sharing that with us. And guys, I, I really, really, and even gals, because we got you know plenty of women that listen to this show. This might be something your husband needs to hear. You know, in the whole commercial flight or the flight industry, they tell you to put the you know the oxygen mask on yourself. Receive this message. Receive this message for yourself and let it drive down into the secret places of your life. The conversations, the insecurities, the lack of confidence, the feeling that you don't matter and that you're not enough, let it invade those spaces and put the mask on yourself first and build yourself up in your belief. And then if something inside of you says, hey, husband or hey, wife, I want you to hear this because um, I think it would touch your heart. Share this show. Share this show and allow it to encourage other people. You will be surprised. You will be shocked 
And what happens when you start to believe the truth that you are enough? So I would just ask that this message would be imparted to you and your family. And I bless you and your family and your marriage, your relationships. From my heart to yours, I bless each and every one of you listening to this program. In this message, I I pray that it takes root in you and it begins to grow and you go share this message with others. And and what it means to you. What is your own testimony about this? We want to hear that. You can email Quincy at MVSMpodcast.com. And if you yourself would love to give an anonymous gift or maybe even not anonymous, maybe you want them to know who it came from, email me. And we will help you do that. Honey, very proud of you. Very proud of you. Uh, A great message. I've seen the change in you. This is not just words. This is a becoming. And uh, I am very proud of what you're doing and how you are rising up. It's not a surprise to me uh, because I've seen this. I've seen this you for many, many, many years. And I hope that I'm doing enough. To build that up in you as well. Any final words? Um, the one last thing I would say is if you're struggling with something and you're you're coming down on yourself or you're feeling like you're, you're in a position where you just feel like crap, you're coming down on, on everything and you're not feeling like you're enough in a situation, go back and listen to the questions. Ask yourself those questions. Are you trying enough? Are you doing enough? If the answer is no, it's time to up your game. It's a reality check. Enough isn't just an encouragement. It is a reality check. If you are not putting your full into whatever it is that you are struggling with, enough will will tell you straight up, no, I'm not trying hard enough. No, I'm not putting enough of my time in. I'm not present in the moment. When those things come up, that's for you to step up and answer. Then, Then you know what side of it is your responsibility. If you are doing enough, then it's time to reevaluate. Maybe it's time for a coffee talk to sit down and go over some things with your spouse. Maybe it's your job. Maybe it's a decision in, in where you're living or maybe it's how you're feeling as a wife or, or a mother and you're feeling like you're falling short. It's time to sit down and ask questions. Go through the questions with each other and say, Am, d- do you feel like I'm doing enough in this area? And if the answer is no, okay, how can I do more? to make this better this is more than just an encouraging word this to me is a tool that I am gauging so many things on and it it puts me to the test because if I can honestly say no I'm not trying hard enough I, I you know what I did not put my whole heart in that conversation or I did not step up as much as I could have to help with this situation then it's up to me to go back and own that and say, you know what, I, I'm really sorry. I see where I could have done more. It, it's not just, it's an encouraging word, but it's not just encouragement. It, it is really where I feel God testing me to say, dude, did you? Mm-hmm. Did you really? And until I can honestly say, yeah, doubt I did. I did everything. And I just don't, you know, if, if I missed it, can you show me? Send, send me something, show me something. And usually it will come in a podcast, a conversation. <laughs> Nine times out of 10, it's my kids and they don't even know it. But they're usually the ones that point it out and it's like, oh crap, 
Okay. Yeah. That was an ouch moment. But if you can, if nothing else, use these questions and gauge where you're at and where you want to go against it and then start making some changes. Little things start making a huge difference. Yeah, starting little is enough. No pun intended, but it's there. There will be more with this, but for now, um, we're going to let it be until we have the full fruition of what it's going to look like, which I don't think is going to be long. (laughs) Well, here's what's cool about me and the way that I'm kind of made. I got that futuristic ideation type personality, so I can see it. I'm just not going to overwhelm you with it. I know what it looks like, but I need my partner beside me first. I I need to get with those that I know are part of this, and then I need to just move on it. I just wanted to paint enough of the picture yesterday for you to see it and me not to run you off is all. Makes sense. (laughs) See, I am learning (laughs) as well. She's had enough. Shut up. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. A little is enough. Start there. Okay, my people. Hey, I don't know you personally, but I want you to know that I I love you, and I appreciate you listening to this show, and I know it is an encouragement. Make sure you listen to this one more than once. There are places in this show that you got stuck. You're back there on 4th Street, and we're up here on 10th Street. So make sure you listen to this. Make some notes. Engage yourself. Be willing to do what's uncomfortable and ask yourself these questions because on the other side of that discomfort is your freedom, and that's where we are bringing you. Cool? All right. That lady over there, you can't see her yet because we're not doing video. Enough! Um, But that is my wife, Jeannie Moran. I am Quincy Moran, and this is Man vs. Marriage, the podcast.